0: can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be, and I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the Word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, my ears are open, and I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you this morning for your word. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your people that are here to receive the engrafted word that is able to change our lives. And I pray that you will use me as an oracle of God to speak truths into the lives of of each person that is hearing. And I pray that we will all hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us as a church, us as a family, and us as individuals. And so I step back now so the Holy Spirit can take charge and speak the Word of God with boldness and integrity. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. With this being the last Sunday in 2014, it is very important that we prepare our hearts, prepare our minds, prepare our bodies for what God wants to do in our lives in 2015. Can you say amen to that? God has some incredible plans and promises for us. However, we must be proactive in pursuing what those promises and those plans are in James chapter 4 verse 8 it says when we draw close to God he will draw close to us in other words there must be action on our part to see action on God's part I'm going to say that one more time we must show action on our part before we see action on God's part and so today uh I on purpose did not text you today's topic. And here is why most of you are not going to like what I'm going to talk about today. You know why you're not going to like it? Because I don't like it. And so our lesson is going to be very challenging because it involves dying to self. So if you're taking notes, here's today's title, Fasting for Your Future fasting for your future. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to find Luke chapter 5, look in verse 33, Luke 5, 33, And then we're gonna turn over to Isaiah chapter 58, verses 6. That was Luke chapter 5, verse 33, and then Isaiah chapter 58, verses 6. And, you know, I wanna start out with an intriguing thought that I'm going to weave through the message this morning. And here is what the intriguing thought is. If God has done for you the things that he's already done in your life without you fasting and praying, what can God do if you begin to fast and pray? I'm going to say that one more time. If God has done in your life what he's already done is he's already provided open doors and increase and promotion in your life. If he's birthed a business in you, if he's done all those things in your life without you fasting and praying, what could God do if he had your assistance with you fasting and praying? And here's why there are some things that God wants to do in our future. In the year 2015, that will only happen if we begin to fast and pray right now. When you fast and pray, you're not fasting for what God has already done or what has already happened. You are fasting for what God is going to do. Amen. So what is fasting and praying? And I'm going to start out very elementary because most people in this room have probably never fasted Anymore than a couple of days, if that. How many have never fasted before on purpose? See, okay, we got some hands. How many have fasted at least one day? Good. Now, I guarantee you most of the hands that went up have not fasted lately. Now, I'm going to ask that question one more time. We're going to be honest this time. How many have fasted with who raised their hands in the last week? Raise your hand. We lost 99% of the crowd. How many have fasted over the, in the last month? Let me see your hand. Oh, we lost at least 80% of the people. I'm telling you, see see how the hands go down. And here's why. Because we tend to fast on special occasions when fasting and praying should be woven into our Christian experience. And because most of us haven't been taught on what fasting and prayer not only is but what it does, it doesn't motivate us to do it. So what is fasting and praying? Fasting is going without food or to limit the amount or types of food you would normally eat. I'm going to say that again. Fasting is to go without food or to limit the amount or types of food you would normally eat. Notice I say normally eat because if you don't normally eat breakfast and we start fasting as a church, you say, well, I'm going to fast breakfast. You're not fasting breakfast. (laughs) You don't even eat breakfast. Amen. Prayer is taking the time to talk to God, listen to God, praise God, and to thank God. In other words, you don't just fast and you don't just pray, you fast and pray. If you just fast, you're just on a diet. If you just pray, then that's just normal prayer. But there is something about combining fasting and praying that gets God's attention. Amen. Now, here's what I want to just give you a small bullet point before I get into my two points is fasting is for everybody. Just look at your neighbor and say, fasting is for you. Now, go to Luke chapter 5. Go to Luke chapter 5. And we're going to look at verse 33. Fasting is for everyone. Because see, I see some of you all already thinking, well, I don't have to fast because I'm on medication. (laughs) Well, you don't have to eat a slab of ribs just to take some medication. Get you a cracker. Not crackers. A cracker. Ah, well, my doctor. Well, no, no, no. See, it, there's proof. some of us need to fast and pray. I mean, our our gene sizes prove that. Come on, I'm talking to myself right now. I need to lose a couple myself. Fasting is for everyone. Look at Luke chapter five. Look at verse thirty-three. And they said unto him, Why do disciples of John fast often and make prayers, and likewise the disciples of the Pharisees? But you eat and drink. They were talking about talking to Jesus. In verse 34 he says, And he said unto them, Can you make the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them. Stop right there let me ask you a question. The bridegroom represents Jesus Christ. Is he physically on this earth? No. No. So he has been taken away. And then watch this. And then, say then. Then. Now say then is now. And then shall, what's the next word? Is they a us or is they a me? (laughs) Look at your neighbor and say you are us. Notice he says, they shall fast in those days. Fasting is for everybody. You know, in the Old Testament, everybody fasts. Children, animals, nobody could eat. I'm glad I didn't live in the Old Testament. But fasting and praying is for everyone. And I'm going to say it again, if God has done in your life what he has done this far without you praying and fasting, what in the world does God have on his mind and in his hand that he wants to give to you if you can start praying and fasting? Amen. Here's the thing. If Jesus had to fast and pray to fulfill his mission in life, who are we not to fast and pray? If the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Son of God had to fast to make it, then how much more shall we need to fast? So here's point number one if you're taking notes. Fasting has some benefits. Fasting has some benefits. Now, the reason I'm teaching this now is because our fast starts next week, and many of you need to prepare your minds and your thinking. Because the moment you start fasting, your body will tell you you are dying. It's only been 10 minutes and you're dying. And then don't watch TV when you're fasting. Because you will notice every commercial is about food. I mean, it might come out and and there's some ladies looking all nice. It's still about food. So you have to watch what you watch on TV when you start fasting. Fasting has some benefits. Here's benefit number one that fasting has is that fasting and praying will help you lose weight. I mean, it may not be a biblical reason or benefit, but it's true. I mean, if you fast and pray, you're going to lose some weight. How many could, you know, use some weight loss? Yeah, yeah, you know, you know. Huh? Yeah, especially after Christmas and, and Thanksgiving and you, you name it. Somebody texted me and said, uh, happy holidays, hope you didn't eat too much. I said, well, you should you have texted me this, you know, five days ago. <laughs> Fasting and praying will help you lose weight. Here's number two. Fasting and praying has a reward. Now, go to Matthew 6. Go to Matthew 6, verse 16. Fasting and praying has a reward. And many of us don't fast and pray because we don't see the reward that comes with it. You know, the Bible says that those who seek God, he will, who diligently seek him, he will reward. God has reward for us. And when you and I fast and pray, notice I'm connecting fasting and praying. When we do both of them, there's a reward that comes with it. Matthew 6, look in verse 16. He says, moreover, when you fast, look at your neighbor and say, you are you. When you fast, don't be like the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. He's saying, listen, when, when it's time to fast as a church, because I want everybody to fast. You say, well, Pastor, I, I've never fasted before. Well, it's the first time for everything. Amen. See, here's what I've discovered. In order for me to achieve some things I've never done, I have to do some things I've never done. In order for me to see God do some things that I've never seen him do, guess what? I have to do some things that God has never seen me do. See, if it's not a sacrifice to you, why should it be a sacrifice to God? Notice here, he says, they have their reward. So, so don't go to work looking like you're fasting. You know, you know the super spiritual pre- people, you know. You know the people that say praise the Lord after every sentence. How you doing this morning? God is good. Where are you going for lunch? Well, praise the Lord, I'm going to uh, the, the Taco Bell. Praise the Lord, and I'm gonna get a a, a three a number three meal. Praise the Lord, and, and we are gonna sit down and we are gonna praise the Lord and we are gonna bless the name of the Jesus. And I'm going to lunch with a sinner. Okay. When you go to work, you shouldn't look like you fasting. Walk in out. I... What's wrong, Sally? Nothing to God is good, girl. He's so good. You don't want to look like you're fasting. He says, watch this, anoint your head. Put some Vaseline. Remember how back in the day your parents used to put Vaseline on your face? Why they do that? How many parents used to do that? Let me see your hand. Yeah. How many do that to your kids? You are old school, just old school. Face be shining and everything. (laughs) <laughs> and then my dad used to really get me you know how you know when you were a kid you might have something right here And it... <laughs> how many parents did that to you let me see was what, what, their problem don't they realize though that's germy licking your finger you want to touch my face I had to do it anyway he says in verse 17 but when you fast Touch your neighbor and say he's talking to you. When you fast, anoint your head, wash your face. I'm going to add one brush your teeth and gargle. Don't appear unto men to fast, but unto the Father, watch this, who sees you in secret. And the Father who sees you in secret, he is going to reward you, watch this, openly. He's saying if you will fast before me secretly, I will do stuff for you openly. Amen. Here's number three. Fasting and prayer releases wickedness, drops burdens, breaks yokes, produces healing, and helps you hear God. I know that was long. I'm going to say it again. Fasting and prayer releases wickedness, drops burdens, breaks yokes, produces healing, and helps you hear God. Go to Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58. Listen, fasting and prayer can do things in your life faster than you could ever do on your own. He says here in Isaiah 58, look in verse 6. He says, is this not the fast that I have chosen? To lose the bonds of wickedness. You have some wickedness going on around you? Don't worry about it. Fast and pray. All those people trying to plot against you, don't don't focus on the plot. Focus on God. He said, fast and prayer. He says, it will loose the bonds of wickedness. It's going to undo a heavy burden. Watch what it says. To let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. Watch verse 7. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to the house... Uh, the, the poor who are cast out, let me, let me just give something practical. This can really help you. When I was in college and we used to fast and pray, uh, since our meals were already paid for, on the day we used to fast on Wednesdays, on that day I would go up to the cafeteria, find out who wanted an extra meal, go through the line, get my tray, get the food, go and everything because it was already paid for. And you know what I would do? I would give it to somebody who needed a, who wanted an extra plate. I, I, I challenge you, if you go out to eat on a regular basis at work, one of those days that you would have spent money, give the money for somebody else to go and buy lunch. That's what he's saying here. He says, listen, help somebody else with some food. Look at verse 8. He says, then shall your light break forth like the morning. Your healing, watch this, shall spring Forth speedily. Some of you all who have been struggling for healing, listen, the answer is in your plate turning over and your prayers going up. It's very simple. Notice he said, Your healing will spring forth speedily. If you need a healing, I want to challenge you to start fasting and praying and see healing is not always physical healing can be mental or emotional healing can be financial healing can be in the form of maybe a relationship that you may not have or have with a loved one he said watch this now your healing will break forth speedily your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Watch well, number 9, verse 9. Then shall you call, and the Lord will what? Answer. He will answer, you will cry, and he will say, here I am. Fasting in prayer not only helps you talk to God, but you'll be able to hear God. Let me tell you why you'll be able to hear God, because your flesh is dying. How many seen the Wizard of Oz growing up? Let me see your hand. Remember the Wicked Witch of the West? I'm dying! I'm dying! Y'all remember that? And she just melt. I'm melting! I'm melting! That's what your flesh does when you fast and pray. It's melting! It's melting! And your flesh is going to be telling you, I'm dying! I'm dying! And you look, it's just breakfast time, flesh. Let me tell you something, everything that you don't even like to eat is going to look good. You don't even like asparagus. You don't even know how to spell asparagus. But I tell you what, you get the fasting and praying and you want some asparagus on the grill with some salt and pepper. And see, some of us, listen, fasting and praying... Well, get your heart back right with God. Because it's design. It doesn't change God. It changes us. And some of us in this room, our heart towards God has gotten cold. It's gotten cold. It's gotten old. In other words, you know, God is just a familiar thing in our lives now. You, you don't know that you've stopped trusting God. Let me tell you how you can know you've stopped trusting God. You don't pray no more. You pray emergency prayers. Hello. Uh, uh, you might read the Bible, but, but it, it's a verse a day to keep the, to the devil away. That passion you had for God can be returned if you could just get your flesh down. And when you get that flesh down, see the Bible says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. When you get that flesh below your spirit then your spiritual ears are now in tune to what God wants to say. And there are many people in the Bible who were fasting and praying, and when they did, God gave them a vision. And I want to challenge you, if you don't have a vision for your life, I challenge you to start fasting and praying, and God will give you a vision for your life. Amen. So he says, you will cry. No, he said, here I am. Here's, here's the third one, or the fourth one. Fasting produces power. Now, I want you to see your life. Okay, let's say your regular Christian life. Without fasting and praying, you are a Volkswagen. But when you fast and pray, you become a Ferrari. Now, which one goes faster? Now, they both get you somewhere. One just gets you there a little faster. Well, the Ferrari has power. When you pray and fast, It produces power. Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, you can look on the screen. Look in verse 1. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Some of you are crying right now because you're in the wilderness, but the Spirit led you there. Oh, so you don't think the Spirit of God will lead you to the wilderness? Oh, so it's supposed to always be, you know... Uh, just wonderful and great. And, and it is if you know that he's going to work it together for good. But sometimes we need to go to the wilderness because, see, in the wilderness there are no distractions. In the wilderness you have to count on God. In the wilderness you have to depend on him. In the wilderness, this is where Visa and MasterCard and Discover can not get you out. You have to trust God to get you out. And some of you all are in the wilderness and you're crying about it. But the Spirit of God led you in it. If he can lead you in it, lead you in, he can lead you out. The Bible says that the Spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness, being tempted 40 days of the devil. And in those days, he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he was after hungry and the devil said to him, let me just say this, the devil can talk. He can can talk. Let me tell you what the devil sounds like. You want me to tell you what the devil sounds like? When you fast, and this is what the devil sounds like. Go on and eat. Nobody will know. (laughs) (laughs) See, you'll become more sensitive to righteousness when you start, you know, when you start fasting and praying. See, you will cuss less. You shouldn't be cussing, but you'll cuss real. Your cussing, you know, lever will go down because you're not going to have no energy to cuss. <laughs> you know, when you're fasting and you hungry and you ain't got no energy, you're tired, it's like, I'll get you next week. He was being tempted. He was hungry. The devil said to him, If you be the Son of God, command these stones that be made bread. I just want you to realize that right before the devil said this to him is when Jesus had been baptized and the Spirit of God said to him, You are my beloved Son in whom I will please." So the, the devil was trying to get Jesus to not believe what God had just told him. So notice he said, If you be the Son of God, command that these stones that be made bread. And Jesus answered and said, In him it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word of God. And the devil took him high on the mountains, and we'll just keep reading. But I want to jump down to verse 10, uh, verse 12. And Jesus answered and said unto him, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And when the devil had ended all the temptations, because temptations don't last forever, he departed from him for a season. Notice the devil don't go away forever. Verse 14. And Jesus returned in the what? Power of the Spirit. It's one thing to be full of it. It's another thing to have power. See, you can be full of the Word, but that Word will not have power till it comes out of you. Amen. He went in, but he came out with power. Notice now, this is interesting too, this is, everybody say, just, just a thought. Notice that it was the eating of food that caused man to fail. And now it's the non-eating of food that's causing man to succeed. Jesus was able to, watch this now, endure 40 days and 40 nights Without food, and I think he did it without water. So watch this. He took the very thing the devil tried to mess man up with and took it right back from him. Amen. Here's another one. Fasting and praying helps you hear God's direction for your life. Go to Acts 13. Go to Acts 13. And then I'm going to put us all on the same page of what we're going to do every day when it's time to pray and fast. Uh, Acts, what I tell you? Acts chapter 13. It helps you hear God's direction for your life. Acts 13, look at verse 1. Now there were in the church that was in Antioch all these different prophets and teachers and Barnabas and Saint Simeon and all these people. Verse 2. And as they ministered or prayed to the Lord and what? And fasted. Watch what happens when you pray and fast. The Holy Spirit spoke. Notice what he said. He said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I've called them. Notice now that when they were fasting and praying, this wasn't just one person hearing what God wanted them to do. This was a group of people, and the Holy Spirit spoke to all of them and said, I want Paul and Barnabas to do the work that I've called them to do. In other words, what am I saying? When you fast and pray, you will discover what God's called you to do. Amen. He says, separate unto me, Saul and Barnabas, for the work that I've called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, notice they did it again. They fasted and prayed. They laid hands on them. And what's the next word? They. Everybody say they. They sent them away. They didn't went. They got sent. A lot of people, oh, I'm called to ministry. Ah, the Lord, you know, he called me to preach. Well, he might have called you to preach, but, the, uh, but, but what are you doing right now for him? See, we want to get called and then be sent. That's not how it works. You get called. You do some work. You do some more work. And watch this. The Bible says, if you can't be faithful over another man's, why would God give you your own? And so we have all of these, because uh, I, I know some of them who are struggling in, in ministry because they went, they weren't sent. Let me tell you something: you don't want to do this if you weren't sent. It's too hard. How many seen the, the movie Hustle and Flow? Seen the movie? Come on, come on, no lie, raise your hand. There's a movie called Hustle and Flow. Okay, dog, no, right, I put your hand now. Well, it's hard out here for a pastor. (laughs) If you ain't seen the movie, don't watch it. Don't worry about it. It's hard out here. I'm telling you. (laughs) So here's my second point as we get ready to close here. Fasting and prayer helps you separate and consecrate. I'm going to say that again. Fasting and prayer helps you separate and consecrate. I'm talking about moving up another spiritual level. I'm talking about changing. I don't know about you, but I want God to use me beyond where I am now. I want God to use me to reach more people than I'm reaching right now. I want God to bless me with more than what I have right now. Not just because I want to be blessed, because, listen, the criteria for being blessed, watch this, is to be a blessing. That's and if God has stopped blessing you, my, I want you to go back and look to see if you are blessing others. Because if it, he knows that the blessing is going to stop with you, the blessings are going to stop. You see, some of us, we're comfortable right where we are. Oh, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm paying my bills. I have a nice house. I have a nice car. And God is good. But, but but what have you done for someone else lately? I mean, whose electricity bill have you paid lately? Hmm. Amen. Watch this now. Fastening prayer helps you separate and concentrate. Go to Nehemiah, go to Nehemiah. We're closing in this book. Nehemiah. Now you, you may have to go to your index and find Nehemiah. But Nehemiah, chapter nine, and if you can't find it, you can look up on the screen. Fasting and prayer helps you to separate and consecrate. Now, in verse 1 in chapter 9, this is what it says. Now, in the 24th day of the month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting. Notice, everybody was doing it. Can you say everybody? everybody? The children of Israel were assembling, assembled with fasting and with sackcloth. And earth upon them. And the seed of Israel separated. Watch this now. They separated themselves from all strangers. And they stood and confessed their sins. And the iniquities of their fathers. They stood up in their place. They read the book of the law of the Lord. For one part of the day. And another part of the day. They confessed. And then they worship the Lord thy God. So here's how I want you to structure your fasting day. Here's the first thing that I'm going to want you to do. They all start with L-C. Here's the first one. Let's connect with unity by doing the same thing. In other words, we said from sunup to sundown, just water. No gatorade. No special, uh, I need, uh, you know, what's that stuff, you know, we lifting with. No protein. Pastor, I'm going to miss my protein. It just, it's just, it's just, just, just take an extra dose when you, when you, at the end of the day. Water, two words, water. <laughs> From sunup to sundown. Now, let me just clarify that because, see, some of you all will be waiting... I sat looking out of the window. As <laughs> soon as that sun go below your neighbor's house, sundown, sundown, we're going to say sundown is 6 o'clock. Okay, 6 o'clock. So from sun up, why don't we say sun up is 6 a.m. So from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., two words, what is it? <laughs> say it again water so we're going to connect we're going to connect in unity by doing the same thing that's what they did in verse 1 notice it says they were assembled together with fasting here's number two what we're going to do here's another lc let's consecrate ourselves by going before god and removing ourselves from others in other words doing that time frame when, you, when it's lunchtime don't hang out Go separate yourself. Go get in your car. Get your Bible. Read it. Amen. <laughs> don't, don't get in the car and, and listen to a CD. No, 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 no. We're going to read the Bible. Two words, Bible. Because I'm telling you, there's some big things that God has in you all's lives. And this is going to be the platform to position you in getting it. See, some of you all don't know God's going to put an idea in your mind next year that's going to make you so much money, you're going to wonder why you hadn't thought of it before. Yeah. Yeah. Some, of you all, some of you all are going to pay your house off. You say, Pastor, I don't have the money to pay my house off. That's the point. You don't have to have the money. God has the money. Amen. So, we're going to uh, consecrate ourselves. Go get in a corner. Put your headphones on. And it don't even have to be playing nothing. It's just telling people, stay away. And you consecrate yourself. Because, see, some of you all, you, you, you just, you know, you're the life of the party. Everybody come to you. What are you, you going for lunch? You know why? Because they know you just, you know, you you just you, you just fun, you know, and that's that that's fine. But for this 21 days, we ain't gonna be the life of the party. We're gonna be somewhere consecrating ourselves by ourselves, reading the word. Watch this. Here's number three. It starts with LC. Let's confess any sin or weight that's in our lives that need to be removed. Now, if you notice in verse, uh in the verse uh two. He says, and the seed of Israel separated themselves from all the strangers. They stood and they confessed their sins. So we're going to confess any sin. And then Hebrews 12, 1, you can just write it down. It says, wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily beset us. In other words, take that time to confess before God some things that are going on in your life that you want him to fix. Amen. Here's another one. Here's the next L.C. Let's carve some time out of our day to read God's word. I know I kind of said that in the head on uh, the front, but the front one was really for consecration. The second one, and, and during that time is when you really need to be praying. So the, fr- the second one I was telling you, uh, for that consecration time when you get in the car, pray. I know you're going to look funny in your car, look like you're talking to somebody. It's okay. I don't care what people think when I'm praying. Right. I mean, they'd be driving down the street with all that noise on the, in the car, <laughs> Singing and going on. Well, wait, no, no. I'm going to be in my car praying. I'm hungry, Lord. I'm hungry. Let me tell you something, praying in tongues, which I'm going to teach on, I have a whole series online. If you go, it's about six weeks, and I teach you from the start to finish about what speaking in tongues is. And by the time you get down to the end, it'll show you how to do it without nobody even being around. And here's the thing, uh, and I'm going to end with that one. Uh, uh, Let me go to the next one because I I need to close here. So we're going to carve out some time and read God's Word. Read it. Read it. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I mean, take some time. Carve out. Listen, it would normally take you an hour to do lunch. How many got an hour lunch break? Let me see your hand. All right. Look, when you get home, you wake up and you should have ate. How many eat breakfast? Let me see your hand. Eat breakfast. All right. Instead of eating breakfast now, you're going to eat the Bible. Take some time. Now, don't read about the food in the Bible. <laughs> don't read about that. All right, here's, here's the last one. Well, here's, here's the next to last one. Let's confess with our mouth, watch this, the things that we want to see happen in our lives. Go to verse 3. Look in verse 3 of Nehemiah. It says, And they stood in their place, and they read in the book of the law of their God, one-fourth part of the day, and another part they confessed. Begin to confess what you want to see God do in your life. Father, I thank you that I'm going to graduate this year. I'm going to graduate with honors. Thank you, Lord, that my children's children are going to be college graduates. Thank you, Lord, that I'm, ha- I'm going to have the best career that I've ever had in my life. Thank you, Lord, that this year you're positioning me to have more money than I've ever had in my life. Thank you, Lord, that my health will be consistent this year. That, Father, I won't have any health problems because I am the healed in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you're going to position me to be a blessing whenever you need me to be. That I'll always have everything that I need and more because I'm being You're going to confess what you want to see God do in your life. Lord, thank you for helping me birth this business. Thank you, Lord, that I'm one of those millionaires that Pastor Eben was talking about. Lord, thank you that all of my needs are met in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that all my children serve you. That me and my house, we serve the Lord. Whatever your desires are, begin to confess them. And then here's the last one. Let's come together to worship and pray. We're going to close our time of fasting and prayer with what we call a night of deeper. That's when we come all, and now it's it's going to be crowded, but we all come in here, and it's all about praise, worship, and prophetic utterances. And that's the night that we'll have some time to teach those who want to learn how to pray in the Spirit, you have an opportunity to learn how to do that because that experience changed my life. I grew up Presbyterian. Presbyterians, we didn't know nothing about the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, and so I wasn't against it, and I wasn't for it because I didn't even know it existed. And I'll never forget when it was presented to me through the Scriptures about praying in the Spirit, I asked them, well, what is that? And they told me, and what I have never heard somebody do it, I said, well, how do I get it? They walked me through the Bible. And right then and there, it was just like a light switch came on. And there are some of you in this room right now, you need to start preparing yourself for prayer and fasting by praying in the Spirit. Just start this. How I many you know how to pray in tongues? Let me see your hand if you know how to pray in tongues. Okay. Listen, start praying in tongues right now. Because, see, the Bible says... That our eyes haven't seen, nor has our ears heard, neither has it entered into our hearts the things that God has prepared for us. But it says, but God has revealed those things to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. In other words, when I begin to pray in the Spirit, God will begin to reveal to me things that I didn't know. And I believe this is going to be one of the best times of prayer and fasting. Father, I declare that as we come together as a church, as we begin to pray and fast on next Sunday, that God, the things that you've already prepared for us will become into manifestation. I thank you, Lord, that single people will find husbands and wives. I thank you, Lord, that homes will be purchased. I thank you, Lord, that promotions will come about. I thank you for businesses increasing to levels that they knew not of. I thank you for birthing ideas and concepts into your people. I thank you, Lord, for meeting not only our needs, but, Father, giving us even the desires of our hearts. I declare that as we fast and pray, as we seek you, God, we will understand your heart for what you have for us and through us. I declare that we will do it as a church, as a people. And not only will we be successful at it, God, it is going to change our lives, this church, the kingdom, our city, our country, and even the world. I thank you for using us in ways that we knew not of. And I declare this over you in Jesus' name. If you receive that, if you would, give the Lord a hand clap if you receive that. If you're here today, if you're here today,